0: 3-0 Jacksonville. Kansas City first down and goal to go at the 9. Mahomes coming to the near side. Pass is caught by Sky Moore. Touchdown, Kansas City. Sky Moore, his first regular season touchdown of his career. 11.42 to go third quarter. Single back McKinnon in front of Mahomes this time. Snap back to Mahomes. Rolls to his right side. Now throws it for Kelsey, wide open in the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City, the 47th time that Patrick Mahomes has found Travis Kelsey in the sweet nectar of the end zone. That's an all-time Kansas City Chiefs record quarterback to a pass catcher.
2: All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor with you. Uh, it was good to see Travis Kelsey back. Uh, Good to see him get into the end zone. Iron Eagle on the TV broadcast said he found a blank space, which was funny. Uh, It's Taylor Swift reference. Uh, And then you had Sky Moore, Tommy. I thought Sky Moore on that touchdown. That was a really impressive play. Uh, Good to see him bounce back. Still plenty of room to go for him, I think, to achieve what he needs to be for this team, but certainly a better game for him uh, than we saw in that first week. Could be as simple as, you know, he, he's going to be a better fit as the second option in this offense. Not, You know, I, I think that's probably has something to do with it. But the nice game for him, Kadarius Toney made some plays, right? Caught the ball and shows you his run after the catch ability, which is what the Chiefs like about him. So, you know, I thought progress there with the wide receiving group. I think still a whole lot of, you know, progress to be made. But again, I, I, I thought just so much better than we saw in week one.
1: Yeah, outside of Sky Moore, I felt like the best uh, wide receiver was probably Rasheed Rice. I liked watching you know, some of the catches that he made in the course of that game, and I really want to see him get more involved offensively as the weeks go on the Chiefs feel pretty solid with him you know and of course they they take him in the second round want to see him develop and then let's not forget about Justin Watson I know that Justin Watson uh you know isn't very highly thought of I know he had a fumble right and it was it was an unfortunate fumble that he had and you you can't you cannot have that at all but there clearly is a trust factor that Patrick Mahomes has with Justin Watson, kind of like a safety valve type situation where, you know, there were, and I, he, I feel like he gets forgotten by the fan base quite a bit when it comes to the wide receivers. Everybody wants to talk about the guys with the high ceilings and the Sky Moors of the world and the Rasheed Rices of the world and, and, and others. And I get all of that. I totally understand that. There clearly is a connection there, and there has been for quite some time with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Watson. You cannot have the fumble. You absolutely cannot do that. you got to go down right away you know, and make sure that you're not getting the ball punched out. But I think that it's time for everybody to start to really look at this connection that Patrick Mahomes has with Justin Watson.
2: I, yeah, look, I like Justin Watson. I, I don't want Justin Watson with like eight targets a game. I think he is handy to have around um and he's earned this right love him as a player he's you know he's all the things we like but I don't want him to be the one of the featured guys in the offense because I think the offense is better with some of these other guys I'm glad he's there though and the fumble yeah you can't do that it was a good play defensively yeah I, I'm fine with Watson I'm glad he's there again but they need Sky Moore Kadarius Tony Travis Kelsey Rashi rice Th- those need to be the guys because they're dynamic playmakers. they were drafted high for a reason and you need some combination of that it- It's coming along probably more slowly than I thought. I don't know what to make because because it's and it's way too early. So the reality is Tommy Travis Kelsey didn't play in the first game. It's his first game back from injury. I assume he's healthy. I don't know how healthy. It's too early I think to have any overall concerns it's just it's certainly not where we'd like it to be but let's let's talk in a couple of weeks right and see where that is before we start trying to like get I I just don't know and I'm having a hard time I certainly feel better than I did last week but I'm not all the way there yet with this group and so let's let's just see how I mean they play Chicago this week right so the Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites massive favorites against Chicago and we'll get a really good chance, I guess, to, you know, see what they should do to a bad team now. And, and, you know, it'll be an interesting challenge for the defense with the way fields can run around, but fields doesn't look good at all. I I think that this will be, this will be the week, Tommy, where we probably need to get a better look. Like there's no reason the Chiefs shouldn't move the ball at will. There's no reason we shouldn't see big plays by the receivers in this game. It's very different this week than it was either against Detroit or Jacksonville for about a thousand different reasons. This is the week we need to see them flex a little bit. And so I'll give that time to happen, right? Like I think that I think that they're going to be okay long term. Let's go to some audio post game and see what we think from both uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't think, you know, with those two voices that we've heard, I need to tell you which one's which. But here's Mahomes and Andy Reid after the game.
1: Yeah, no, um, just kind of getting to a, a check there on the first touchdown to Sky, kind of in our two-minute, getting to the right play. Um, Sky running a great route, making a great play against, I mean, what a great corner, honestly. And so um, just going to the matchup on that one. And then the se- the second one, I mean, it's just kind of me and Trav, just kind of doing the, the scramble drill, working, and Travis does what – he, he's great at that stuff, and so we were able to find him. Wish I would have been able to find him on the in the, the third one that I missed him on that in that corner of the end zone. But um, like I said, just stuff that we have to get better at. Little things, um, but little things in this league make a big difference, and we have to continue to get better at that stuff.
0: Well, my, my biggest thing I take away is I thought our defense did a nice job. So, um, and then the offense battled through it and so on. But you, you had the elements. Yeah, you know, we all felt it. All you guys felt it. So you have the elements that you got to fight through, and um, you know you're. You're not walking in the park here. It's uh, Both teams are, are battling through some some heat and, and uh, humidity.
2: That was, yeah, heat and humidity was a factor for sure. I mean, it was hot, but, you know, the, I, I don't It, it – they're not that far removed, Tommy, from training camp, so I don't like that excuse too much this part at this time of the year. If you get a random hot one in, like, November after your but, – but training camp in hot, humid St. Joe was not that long ago. I think they're. I think they're. I think gonna that's be why they okay. do that hot and
1: humid training camp in St. Joe, like for games exactly like totally. that in Jacksonville. You know, to yeah. have that conditioning to be able to do that. I mean, that that's why Andy Reid has a grueling training camp is to be able to survive games in Jacksonville in in mid September. I mean, that's the reason why.
2: So, it, the question for me becomes like, what is the ceiling for this offense? And that's what I'm having a hard time trying to, like, come up with internally? Like, what what is the ceiling for this offense? Because you look at it, and the ceiling to me is not like the ceiling of a Tyreek Hill offense. Is it the ceiling of last year? Yeah, I mean, I think it for sure is the ceiling of last year. And I think that that's totally fine. It may take a little while to get there. Defenses are are doing something that just have the chiefs a little bit uncomfortable because like in week one, it was like, yeah, they dropped all these passes, you know, outside of penalties, but you know, on the offensive line and stuff, there wasn't anything to really slow down the offense yesterday. If that makes any sense, like it wasn't like the drops are the drops. Like it's right there in front of you. Like, yeah, the penalties are a little bit different than that. It's mistakes one way or the other. We just, you know, a a more mistake-free game would be nice to see, and I think that'll help us try to determine what the ceiling for this offense is. But I don't know if it's as high as it has been in the last five years, and and it's probably okay.
1: I don't think it is. I I think that they can grow to that point, but especially right now, it's not. In, In week one, there were a clear number of mistakes as far as the drops In week two, there were a clear number of of mistakes with the penalties, you know, and then just also it looked like there were, you know, some plays that didn't develop the way that Kansas City wanted them to. And then it goes back to what I said before, the mismatch as far as running the football versus passing the football. Isaiah Pacheco had 12 carries for 70 yards. The lion's share of those carries came late in the game. It came when the Chiefs were trying to bleed the clock and, you know, trying to, you know, basically seal the victory away. Clyde edwards Lair had one carry. Jarek McKinnon had one carry. That was basically it. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco didn't really carry the ball much at all in the first half. But then you look at the passing game, and Patrick Mahomes targeted 11 different receivers. To me, that shows that you really don't have a, a great handle on exactly who the go-to guy is going to be. You mentioned, and I know it's Travis Kelsey, right? But you mentioned the ceiling of this offense— not being a Tyreek Hill type offense and you're right and the reason for that is because there's not a talent like Tyreek Hill there's not a go-to guy like Tyreek Hill can Sky Moore be that guy eventually maybe you know can Kadarius Tony be that guy Uh, probably not I think he might have flashes of some brilliance from time to time but I'm not sure he's going to be the go-to guy and really right now through two weeks we're seeing Patrick Mahomes distribute the ball out to a ton of different people in hopes that you know somebody can make an impact you know you've got Noah Gray and I thought Noah Gray had a good game in week one in relief of Travis Kelsey who didn't play and then I thought he had a pretty decent game yesterday also but you just don't have a really great handle on one or two guys that you know you're going to go after now you contrast that with the Jags you knew that Calvin Ridley was going to be targeted. And you also knew that it was going to be really difficult for the Chiefs secondary to hang with him. And you know, Ridley made some catches that were outstanding yesterday. Um, There really isn't that kind of talent to catch the football for Kansas City right now. And so because of that, you see 11 different guys getting targets from Patrick Mahomes.
2: Well, I think we, but we saw it last year too. We see it because defenses are taking away the deep ball. From the Chiefs. They've been doing that now since the Bucks beat them in the Super Bowl. And, you know, remember that even with Tyreek Hill, teams were doing that. So, they're not allowing that. You know, that is how clearly. And by the way, now, that's that's pretty much the way the league plays everybody. So, it's, it's still. I mean, offenses have been behind for. It feels like about 14 or 15 months, and, and this this adjustment, right? It just hasn't been as explosive, and that's the way defenses have decided to play. And I I've keep waiting for this, like, trend to sway back to teams just pounding the rock to try and, you know, to try and counter that a little bit, but they're not yet. I think that this team is always going to spread it around that way. I think that's totally fine, by the way, because I do think they have potentially— well, they have obviously the best tight end in football, maybe of all time. So that's that's just sort of put that aside. They don't have any A receivers right now. No, they probably have though. You know, three potentially, you know, B probably ceiling type guys playing at a playing at yeah, a they're C not playing plus a B, B right minus. Now. Level, you know, like you've got a bunch of C receivers right now. At best, yeah, that's what I I'm saying. I agree. But that that can elevate, I'm saying, at a ceiling to be, you know, three probably B receivers between Tony and Sky Moore and Rishi Rice. And it's too early for Rishi Rice to make any sort of statement like that. But, you know, at, at this point, can two of those guys sort of step up into that, you know, reliable? And the other thing is, too, like I, I'm also beginning to think I don't know that there's ever going to be anybody targeted more than five or six times in a game. That's just the way they want to run their offense. And that's okay, Outside too. Outside of Travis
1: Kelsey, right? I mean, Kelsey had nine targets yesterday. Travis Outside Kelsey's an outlier. Yeah, Travis right.
2: and Travis Kelsey, by the way, needs to be targeted that much, to in my opinion, just to sort of take the pressure off of everybody else. Like, that's the thing. Like, if those guys can just continuously get single coverage and make plays like Skymore made on his touchdown where he just right. flat beats his corner, great. You need, like, three or four players. You know, you just got to do that a few times a game and things go well. The problem is, Tommy, like we want to say this X, Y, Z or about the offense, but we had drops galore in game one and penalties galore in game two. So I still don't think we're seeing a fair representation of what the offense is going to be. We've had two massive mistake games, right? What do they look like when they don't play a massive mistake game? (laughs)
1: But that's the question. Can they do that? They haven't done that for know. two weeks. So, and you've got... Well, all the penalties, you know,
2: th- the penalties weren't as much their problem this week, right? You well, know, there were I, a mean, lot of were I mean, some of the them were. I mean, the thing is,
1: everybody was looking at Juwan Taylor after week number one, and there should have been, and, and there might have been, but there should have been conversation with Juwan Taylor leading into this game about, hey, they're going to be looking out for you. Like, they're, they're going to be checking you out with a microscope and they're going to call penalties on you left and right. And he really didn't adjust much, got the penalties called on him, got pulled for a brief period of time, then got back in there. But, you know, some of that stuff is self-inflicted. Now there were some calls that were not good, some penalties that I disagree with, just like there is in every single game. But, you know, eventually, and this is what the chiefs have to avoid. They have to avoid these mistake games that we've seen in both games to start the season. You have to avoid that becoming the norm like that's got to be the exception not the rule now I will say from an optimist point of view now's the time the next six games now's the time for Kansas City to really try to get right the next six games they play their opponents currently in those six games are combined one in 11 and the the one win comes from the Zach Wilson led Jets in week number one against the Bills Every other team they play, the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Chargers, the Broncos, again, none of them have won. Like, none of them have. So you've got the opportunity now to be able, with a a schedule against teams that are struggling right now over the next six weeks, to really try to get right, get into a rhythm with your offense. I feel supremely confident about the defense right now, so I'm not even concerned about that. But you got to get right offensively because, you know, once you get through these next six games in the next month and a half— you go overseas, you play the Dolphins overseas, and then at that point, you know, you're playing the Eagles and it's a Super Bowl rematch. So you've got a little bit of time to get right, especially when you're playing the Bears and the Jets in the next two weeks. But it's, it's becoming that time where you've got to make sure that these mistakes that you, you've had in the first two games, they don't continue on.
2: Certainly, and and I don't think that they will. Andy Reid's had penalized teams. Let's let's be real. Like there there have been plenty of Chiefs games where the Chiefs have too many penalties. There's so many formational things. They are so like, you know, they do all these confusing things. So that's not unusual to have penalties. The drops were unusual. The penalties aren't that unusual. So so many of them were very silly. The turnovers bug me more than the penalties. I think uh, they both bug me, but the, I think the turnovers bug me more. I, I never envisioned Richie James fumbling a punt. Now you mentioned the sun. Hopefully that's an outlier and we don't have a sky Moore situation where it gets into his head. That's why Richie James is here. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that's probably okay. The and I'm not sure fumbles, they have anybody else to
1: return punts, by the way.
2: I mean, well, I wouldn't want anybody got, else back there. You've got Kadarius
1: all. Tony, you've got sky Moore, but I don't really want either one of them returning punts.
2: I don't need, I mean, I would honestly, I'd probably put Justin Watson back there and just say, catch the ball, just catch the ball or don't catch the ball. But like, fair catch or let it go that's it that's all we want because we don't we don't we can't take that risk if it's a you know if it's a big high leverage spot we'll put Kadarius tony back there i mean because that's
1: that's honestly become the bugaboo i think for kansas city from last season into this year so far like you can't have that continue with all the special teams woes they had a year ago that that can especially especially if the
2: defense is really good because they're going to need to field a lot of punts and and you know the thing is again like richie james i don't I don't think that that's going to be a, that's why I'm glad they kept him on the roster. So we'll see. I think it's probably one off, but you never would have thought sky Moore would have happened last year, the way it did too. But the defense is going to make the other team punt this much. It, it becomes certainly something to watch because you get into these games where you very clearly outplay your opponents. I mean, the chiefs, in by every metric, outplayed Jacksonville yesterday, and it was a one-score game. Why? Because they let them hang around. Why? Because they turned the dang ball over, and because they had penalties to you know to kill themselves and shoot themselves in the foot. Those are correctable things. We'll see. Young team, a lot of room to go. A uh, lot of other things they've got to get done. We'll come back. We'll hit the the rest of the NFL. We'll get to some college football reactions. Uh, coming up in the next hour. Let's start, Tommy, with some, let's start our giveaways with some HTO and hockey tickets. We'll pair these up. So we've got hockey tickets for you. This is for the Wichita Thunder home opener against the Kansas City Mavericks, October 20th. It will be here before we know it. So we'll have a pair of tickets to that, October 20th, 7 o'clock at Interest Bank Arena. The Thunder home opener will throw in a pair of HTO free ice tea cards, which are now available at the two Wichita locations, East and West, and in Derby. They opened up, uh, went in there and checked down our friends last night. They're doing great. So uh, those free tea cards available for you at any of those three locations. Good luck to everybody. First caller, Jad will get us a winner during the break. 869-1240 on the Iowa Hotline. We'll come back. React to the rest of the NFL next.